I'm Casey. I'm Jackson. We're musicians. And we're married. And this is our podcast. Welcome to The Experiment. Will you drink coffee with me every day? Can we sing together until we're old and gray? I hope it never ends. Best friend, there's no one like you. Ooh, ooh. There's no one like you. Ooh, ooh. There's nothing I can do. Ooh, ooh. There's nothing I can do. Ooh, ooh. There's no one like you. Hi, Casey. Hi, baby. We're back. Hi, everybody. We got married. Yes, we did. It but was, we've missed you guys so oh much. Gosh, it was great, but we had so much going on, guys. Life has been super busy. It's still busy. There's so much going on this week and every single week, it seems like. Let's talk about some of the things that are keeping us busy these days. We've got cat problems. Oh, man. We've got we've got a cat who doesn't like his food anymore, so He's we had to so take him to picky. the vet. And hey. vets are expensive. Hey. If anyone has any suggestions for what to do, do you when your cat, hold on, for when your cat suddenly decides that he doesn't want to eat anymore, yeah, please hit us up, man. Yeah, I'll do anything short of like human human meat. Oh, but I'll like try anything feed else. Him. <laughs> I'll feed him alligator, whatever he wants. Right, we're not we're not trying to you know buy any endangered species or anything, and this is coming from a vegan. But like, I really love Roger, guys. And also, a new cat wandered up to our house yesterday. She really did. In need. She's so, so beautiful, so sweet, and of course, that's stressing everybody out too. Because introducing a new cat to the pack is just bananas. The cats don't like no. new cats, and so they're all pissed off but at we, us. Uh, you know, we've we're trying to find maybe the owner of this cat. So. If you hear this podcast and you live in the vicinity of Lowell, Arkansas, <laughs> and you're missing a little black and brown spotted, perfect little, little baby, cat. yeah. Uh, well, anyway, we're calling um, her Toffee right now. Yeah, because she looks like, like Toffee. Yeah, she does. She looks like a little chocolate Toffee bar. Um, okay. Well. Also, the things that are keeping us busy oh. these days. Got a big show coming up coming up in a couple of weeks on October 30th at Kingfish mm-hmm. with the full band. That's that's kept me incredibly busy. Yeah, Asher, guys, Asher, come, come out and hang out with me. Like seriously, let's let's do this pre-Halloween gig thing. It's gonna be super on fun. Dixon. On Dixon, Kingfish in Fayetteville. In Fayetteville, Kingfish. If you don't know about it, it's right off at of Dixon Street there in Fayetteville. It's an outdoor venue. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be super fun. We've got the full band going for this one, and we've been practicing as hard as we can in the short amount of time that we we have. But it's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is busy? Asher has started school. That's been incredibly busy. Hey, but you know, I think we're starting to find our rhythm with that. Um, yes. But yeah, like the long and short of it is without boring you with about our schedules, like, wow, we close our eyes and we open them and it's a week later. And life and is so busy. We have taken a literal, almost literal half year hiatus from the podcast and yeah. God, I've been thinking about you guys so I much. I miss it. I miss the podcast. Me too. I miss these conversations. Me too. Yeah. So let's let's tell them a little bit about 
our little elopement. Yes. Well, we finally got married. We did. Um, I love after, you. After a couple of years of being, three years to being together almost. Yeah. And uh, about seven or eight months of being engaged. Mm-hmm. Of course, we got engaged last October. Yes, we did. At the beach. Mm-hmm. It was so perfect. It was really nice. Um, we had our little marriage here. And I say little, I keep saying little because it was no family, nothing. I mean, it was me, Jack, Asher, our officiant, Felice, and Jack's best man, Kenny, his, his music partner. Um, and it was just so, so perfect. We wanted to tie the knot with Asher, um, involved. And so we did a little Eureka thing here and it was just this perfect little garden, you know, um, art gallery wedding. We wanted to get eloped down in New Orleans. We did. Which we did. But the official marriage part, it turns out that there's getting, a lot of hoops to jump through. When you get married in Louisiana, you have to do a bunch of weird stuff. You have to like cut off your first index finger and do a bunch of like backflips. It's the whole thing. We didn't want to swim spend, in a shark tank or something like that. Right, and we didn't want to spend um, one of our days down there at the at basically at like the DMV or the courthouse, Ooh. basically. So yeah, well, so we, we got in, we got married involving Asher, which was my main thing. Pickle got to be involved, and it was amazing. She gave me away to you, yeah, which was so beautiful. Yeah, guys, I have great pictures. Um, and our elopement slash honeymoon was epic. Yes, perfect haunted marriage of my dreams. Absolutely. Where do we even begin? Yeah, it was it was awesome. Well, we went to New Orleans. We did. We drove down there because. Road trips are my favorite. Yes. Especially road trips with you. You're freaking hilarious. Oh, you're so To be stuck in a car with first. That's how I first fell in love with you was being stuck in a car with you for hours. I mean, that's how I knew you were it. Um, and so any chance that we get to travel, I'm just like, okay, so we're driving there, right? <laughs> so we rented this humongoid um, SUV thing. I mean, it was huge. You could fit like 30 people in it. Okay. It wasn't quite a bus, but it was still really big. And the night before I had this dream that um, we were driving in a monster truck. And so I thought it was a really cool dream. And I told Jackson about it. And if you guys know anything about Jackson, he's really, really good at interpreting dreams. <laughs> like embarrassingly so. Like he'll he'll be like, oh, well, that means this. And you're just like, oh, wow. I just got Aww. really called out. <laughs> He's like, oh, little baby thinks she's driving in a monster truck. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, you're right. Because <laughs> it's so big. It was really big. It had uh, all, the, all the backup cameras and all the accoutrement and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it had this um, backup camera where somehow you, it could see you from an aerial point of view. Yeah, it And tells we were you. like, wait. Yeah. And how it, does it do that? It tells you. Uh, There's like a drone following us around. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you had this dream that you were driving the big monster truck, mm-hmm. which was our giant rental car. We had a great trip down. It was awesome driving the big rental car. It was amazing. It was super fun. Um, would it take us about 10 hours to get down there? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 10 and a half. The hotel was ginormous. It was like a few hotels linked together. Right? I forgot about that. It yeah. was. We had to... We got so lost. We got so lost. In the hotel, guys. In the hotel, we got lost. <laughs> so they had this... It was so high up. How many floors were there? Like 30? 
Maybe, yeah. So like, many. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. It was 40-something because there was a whole, like, penthouse level. Right. Okay. Uh, we were on, like, the 25th floor or something So there like were that. elevators that you had to, like, skip over. It was like, this only goes up this high. And then it was like, okay, so you have to get, hop on elevator B to yeah. go all the way to the tippy top. And we were just high enough to where we had to get on the second elevator. Why would you do something like that? Well, because, I mean, I don't know. Like, Why not make just I'm one sure. set of elevators? Here's my idea. Call me crazy. <laughs> One set of elevators to go, to go to every floor. Uh, so the elevators had these giant buttons for the first, second, and third floor that were like um, four or five, six times as big as your average elevator I, it, button. It looked like a sign. Yeah, it looked like a sign that said <laughs> first floor, and there wasn't like a button to push. So we were literally trying to get back to the main floor. For like 30 minutes trying to figure out how to get down, we ended up going, you know, pushing the third floor and walking the stairs down to the lobby a couple of times until we figured out we saw someone else push this giant plaque. And we were like, what? And it lit up and we're like, it's a button. <laughs> so. I got thrown into a full-blown anxiety like, we were just I mean, close it was to bad. Having a fight. We yeah. were, well, we were, I was, I was pissed off at you mm -hmm. because you were doing this like hustle thing where you were pretty much running to your next so I'm trying to figure to get it, it out. All done. And you were like pushing on these random floors like okay if we just push a bunch of buttons maybe eventually we'll get down to the bottom and I was like that's not how it works. This is like a math problem. Right. So once we figured that out yeah. which actually took like a full day. Yeah, it took so long. <laughs> so we were ready to leave after that. No. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, we got into our room it was great and we were super hungry so we looked up Something vegan, and there was a pizza place. Guys, so by. much vegan food in New Orleans. There really is. You, you have no idea how many people told me, yeah. oh, good luck finding food down there. And I was like, oh, crap. It's going to be, you know, a bunch of like Southern American, you know, like soul food. And it was. But guess how much of it was vegan? Like at least a quarter of it. And not only was it their good vegan places, but these weren't just like places that are like, oh, the brand new, you know, upscale yuppie restaurant vegan type stuff these were like older places that had like people from you know from the mediterranean had mm -hmm. their vegan place right. and then people uh you know there was there was vegan soul food and vegan and, and these were like established places that were not brand new you i know? think we had a different kind of food like every night every day every night all vegan we never except for your po boy <laughs> yeah so Guys, my, Cajun food. You know, on vacation, I'll have uh, I'll have something that's not not vegan at least once. And this time, I had uh, the shrimp po' boy from a place that was rated like you know five stars. And uh, I'll say this: it was super delicious to eat. So spicy! Everything that's fried in New Orleans uh, with batter, apparently, most of that batter is cayenne pepper. Yeah. So I had something. They they had vegan. Um, options there as well. And I got some fried okra yeah. because that's like my favorite who thing ever. Who doesn't love fried okra? Um, you'd be surprised. But the Cajun um, batter was too much for our little Arkansas booty holes. <laughs> I mean, it was so, it was a bad night. Yeah. So we instantly both had, you know, like, you know, indigestion in our stomachs. And then like, like Casey said, it was a long night, yeah. uh, but you know, trading them, trading. I sure thought about that po' boy every time I was in the bathroom. 
and I was like, curse you. And I think I even, like, I was so hungry that I, like, I went to the bathroom and I came out into the hotel room and you had your pile of half-eaten okra. okra and I ate more. And I ate more. I threw it away out of I anger because I was so frustrated. It was so good. But and I was, was like, like, I can't eat you. Inhaling fire, basically. Oh, God, guys. It tastes Cajun like burning. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So amazing food First down there. Day. That was also, great. Also, I don't know what this matters to you guys, but like a crazy amount of people wearing masks. It was really cool. People seemed super self-aware. Um, there were... Um, really beautiful pieces of art everywhere that was just like really inspiring and super sweet, you know, all that peace, love and, um, you know, cultural blending thing. It was, it was really awesome. Yeah, totally. We went to see the statue that represents Jackson's namesake. Yeah. Andrew Jackson is a big deal in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Andrew Jackson Square, is that what it's called? He is the hero of the Battle of New Orleans, which in case you were wondering, happened two weeks after the war that they were fighting ended. So war's over, truce, peace, everybody's like peace. Andrew Jackson's like, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. We're not having peace. I'm going to go down and fight a bunch of French people, I think. Was it French? I don't know. It was the War of 1812, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, Andrew Jackson apparently saved New Orleans. I don't know how you can save a town after it's already right. made a truce. Right. <laughs> like it sounds like it kind sounds of like a troublemaker. Credit to me. for it, yeah. And um, uh, side note, and you know, the president Andrew Jackson was uh, just a giant a hole. Apparently, no. like he got rid of all the uh, you know all the Native Americans off their land. Mm-hmm. Wow. But anyway, so that's you one know, of those mixed I, heritage history right. type of things. Well, what I think what I think Jackson's explaining um, is that. Not everywhere is he a villain. proud of his namesake. Right. But then there's this square where it's like Andrew Jackson. Yeah. And like that's literally his name, guys. Right. And so he's like posed in front of this statue and I'm like half cringing while I'm taking this picture. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, guys. We're not white supremacists. <laughs> right. Like That's just his name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm named after my dad and my dad was named after his dad. I'm the third. And so... You know, it's just an old family name. But anyway, it was kind of neat to see the uh, their Jackson Square is what they call it with the park. And there was right next to this giant cathedral. Just beautiful. We did a lot of walking that day. It was in August. All of the historical places that we stopped, we can't even cover them all. It was a little, you know, it was warm. But we actually got a week in August that wasn't as blazing hot as you would like normally think it would yeah, be. Yeah, there was actually a decent cloud cover like while we were out walking around. But as I was saying, like all the historical spots that we that we stopped, like we can't even go into as much depth as as we should to give it enough credit. Oh, because sure. like it was just an experience to behold. I one hundred percent recommend it. If you haven't been to New Orleans, um okay. Side note. Um donate to help those people from the recovery of this last storm because that place is a national treasure i mean new orleans is a place to protect totally forever and ever and ever i found a piece of my soul there yeah jack you and i have made a pact to go back there in the afterlife (laughs) okay like That is a beautiful place. I think that first day of, of walking, we saw so much crazy, like, well, that's when we saw Congo Square. 
uh, Louis Arm- Louis Armstrong Park. Yep. I've been trying to say Louis Armstrong because that's how everyone down but, there said it. Right. And uh, so I guess it's uh, my my dad always told me it was a Yankee thing to say Louis instead of Louis. So mm-hmm. he was always say Louis because you're Southern. But like that's the same guy who named me Andrew Jackson Gibson. <laughs> so. Oh, we love you, Dad. I love you so much, Dad. He's such a good guy. Okay. Uh, anyway, so we saw Congo Square. That was really moving. That's where the ancestor tree is. It's mm. this old live oak that is uh, hundreds and hundreds of years old. And um, the slaves would gather on their Sundays there in Congo Square because that was when they didn't have to work the one day of the week. And they could have their, their ceremonies and their rituals around this uh, under this beautiful live oak tree. And, uh, it, you know, to, to say that you went to a city and saw a tree, it doesn't quite capture the profound spiritual uh, feeling you feel when you're there because you can feel the energy of, of all that misery over the years, but all that hope. Uh, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. All the hope, all the, um, all the, all the faith that those people showed in, in, in their culture to keep things going. Um, and it's a really beautiful tribute. They have a beautiful statue to the musicians. It's got drummers playing hand drums and they've got the chains around their feet, but they're not in the chains because it was Sunday. It was their day to not be a slave. And, um, yeah, so you know, like the, um, the energy there, it, like he's saying, you know, it's just, it's not something that you can really put into words. And it's quite frankly, something that brought me to my actual knees and um, there were offerings all around the base of the tree and incense burning and shells and fruit. And it was just stunning. And then we moved on and we went to our first pub. Yes, that's the great thing about the hot weather. When you're walking around, you can stop into any, any establishment. You can stop into any establishment and grab, a, and grab an ice cold frosty, mm-hmm. whatever you like. Mm-hmm. And then walk right out with it and okay, carry it around the city. Okay, but like we could only stay out for a few hours at a time because we would be soaked to the bone. Sure, you're. It's hot and humid down in Orleans. And so on our August. way back from that walk, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, how much weight did we lose? Like we looked so good. Yeah, we <laughs> combined. I think we probably walked, you know, forty miles <gasps> oh my more. Gosh, miles, miles, miles every day miles, because yeah. we didn't. We didn't. The only okay to skip forward. It was great to walk. To skip forward. Yeah. The only time we didn't walk was to our actual ceremony. Yes. And let me just say, Uber, you are you are a godsend. When Thank you're wearing, you, guys. When you're wearing a three-piece suit and it's 96 degrees outside, that Uber shows up and they got air conditioning. Hallelujah. To the people that were creeped out about um, dropping us off and picking us up from a cemetery. From a graveyard. Um, cemetery. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. We went to the old... Which cemeteries did we go to after we got married? Oh, we went to this one on the outskirts Saint. of town. It was like a big, really nice city one. Gosh, um, I can't remember the name The of really it. old downtown ones are super special and have a, like a lot of character and stuff in their own way, but they're not as upkept. This one that we went to for our wedding pictures, um, and we just totally glazed over the, the voodoo ceremony, but like that is, wow. Sure. We can't waste all of the time <laughs> describing this. Okay. Well, the reason it we was went, amazing. The re- reason we went to New Orleans was to elope, obviously, but we wanted to have a spiritual a, ceremony. A spiritual ceremony. It was on the new moon. It was on the new moon, and we wanted and to find new somebody um, that would do a sort of non-traditional ceremony with us, and uh, we found this place called Bloody Mary's. Mm-hmm. Her haunted it's a, museum. It's a haunted. Tour. 
quote-unquote haunted museum. It's a voodoo museum with, you know, uh, artifacts from Marie Laveau, the voodoo uh, queen of New Orleans, with artifacts from all these different hoodoo and voodoo ceremonies, all these different types of folk magic and uh, ancestral, like, African, uh, West Africa vibe, uh, which is where, where a lot of the slaves came from, and they brought their religion with them. And one thing that was interesting for me to learn about voodoo is in movies and stuff, it gets, obviously, it gets the same treatment that witchcraft gets. It's right. like, you made a deal with the devil. Right. Because, it's all because Christian people have to put everything through this pr- filter of, right. of White it's or either black. God or the devil right. doing something. And it's right. just, anyway. The, the, yeah, the, yeah. He, digre- he digresses. It's insane. But like, and, which, which is really unfair to any it other is. religion to get demonized by the so storytellers. So what would you say is the main characteristic of voodoo? Calling um, on your ancestor absolutely. worship. It's ancestor worship, but it's also Well, a, I don't a, I wouldn't even say worship. I would say just like calling on them to help you to ancestors. be there with you. Voodoo like, the translation I think had to do something with light. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with darkness. It's not you know, every everyone anyway. It was a very beautiful culture and and religion, I suppose, set of beliefs. You know, several years ago, if I would have um, you know, heard the ceremony that we went through, I would have been very, um, I mean, I say several years ago, it would have been more than that. If I was a child hearing the ceremony that we did, I would have been really weird about it. I would have been really unsure about, you know, most of what was happening until, of course, it said that, you know, part of it was calling on an ancestor to be there with you, to watch over you, to visit you, to be a witness. Yeah. And I felt it. That was a really beautiful thing. it. And baby, I think that was so perfect for us. Yeah, I we wasn't have ready been for married that. legally. We have been married spiritually. We have been married on so many different planes and levels. Yeah, like I'm, I'm yours forever oh, and ever. I'm yours too, baby. Oh, I love I you. I love you. I love you, my hubby. It was beautiful. You know? <laughs> it was so perfect. It was just the two of us. There. Oh my god! Oh my god! Hold on. Mm-hmm. We got pictures taken out okay so this is all of this stuff is historical buildings okay yeah, all of it exactly. we went out back in the courtyard and there were old slaves quarters mm-hmm. okay how spooky was that this was located on rampart street right right just in, north of the french quarter which right. is where the old wall used to be uh that walled the city in um, so cool guys god i love history i know dude i'm and getting such a history bone right this now this is the perfect city to visit if you like history you would love new orleans i know i'm probably speaking preaching to the choir here because i mean like we were late to the party so many people have been there right and well, told me you know, how great it is over the years i i still am proud of our instinct to not bring asher mm-hmm. because don't it, bring your kids n- well you know i mean there's just too much you have to filter out yeah for example um, we were walking down one of the streets, don't remember which one, and we came across a nice little um, dirty store, wanted to make a stop in. Well, guess what was next door? The freaking Museum of Death. That was such an amazing experience. Right. They have actual letters from serial killers to like people on the outside. Yeah. They have all different kinds of pieces of clothing. Right. They have um, historical... Um, like embalming tools and they have like the theater of death where like you go back and you in this like theater that ha- you go through like this little curtain and there's pews and you sit down and you there's AC, which I think is like the main 
you know, traction. It's and you nice get and to cool. just watch. Okay, so I went back to use the bathroom. <laughs> and the bathroom is back through the theater of death. <laughs> oh, what was it like? Um, it was so cool. It was like, like I said, dark, you know, mm-hmm. like a little projector. And, In um, the bathroom? No. Oh. <laughs> the bathroom was nothing interesting. <laughs> is that what you were asking about? I thought it'd be skulls and stuff. No, no. It was like a gas station bathroom. Oh. Um, but it was air conditioning. So I'm, I'm waiting in line. Of course, there's like 30 people in line. And there's just JFK footage, just JFK assassination footage. Then it's like, oh, let's talk about John Wayne Gacy. Oh. Right. They had his paintings. Oh, man. They had some of them. Yes. And like literal ones, like actual. Oh, my God. That was so cool. They had an entire section dedicated uh, to Charlie Manson. So wait, you could order a painting from John Wayne Gacy back in the day? Yeah. You know, I. Okay. Nobody judge me. Actually, I don't care. This is not a true crime podcast, but I just want to know about this one thing. (laughs) No, there are enough of those out there. (laughs) Tell me about the paintings, because you told me about this, and I was like, really? Like, he made money off of this, right? Right, right. In jail, in prison. Right. Well, what I was about to say is when Charlie was still alive. Yeah. um, Yes. Yeah. Sorry. We know each other on a first name basis. (laughs) Yeah, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't think anyone was thinking about him. (laughs) No offense, Charlie. We love you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Best character. I when he was alive, dude. One of my bucket list items was to write him and at least get one letter from him. And I hope nobody thinks that I'm like you know, oh, like an advocate or whatever. But no, like, there's this fascination there. You know, with... there's something about the psychology behind a tortured soul, and you know how misunderstood everybody is because you can only really truly ever know yourself. Mm-hmm. No one knows you the way you know yourself. So, like, I have questions. My biological grandfather similarly misunderstood. And writing letters to him as opposed to hearing stories from other people, worlds of a difference. There's always the other side to the story. Again, not advocating anything Charlie did or no. was a part of. But just the curiosity. Anyway, of Museum of not. Death was amazing. Really cool. There's lots of, um, I feel like, there's lots of businesses I got like a that t-shirt. there. Sorry. Of course you got a t-shirt. There's lots of businesses like that there that are, um, you know, little muse- little private museums and little gal. You know, it was just really cool. Anyway, that was a very neat thing. Um, uh, about the uh, cemeteries, they oh, were so cool. Yes, I was about to ask. I was about to say, hey, let's talk about that. <laughs> the, uh, How can you skip over that? Can't you know, skip over that. I guess it needs to be said that the cemeteries in New Orleans down there are, um, they have the above ground burial thing because of flooding and mm-hmm. because of it's how very close famous it is because to the sea that. level. Yeah. I mean, I believe part of the city is even under sea level. Mm-hmm. Um, not the French Quarter, though. The French Quarter was built on a natural levee. Did you know that? Um, you're so smart, babe. <laughs> but anyway, so they've buried God, people above hot. ground. And uh, you've, you know, if, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, you, you, if you saw it, you would probably know because it's famous from movies and stuff. If you've mm-hmm. ever seen Easy Rider, there's a famous scene where they all trip on acid and they're inside of a New Orleans cemetery walking what? around the, walking around the, uh, the, the tombs. They're like tombs. They're like little yeah. mausoleums. Yeah. And then, well, they bury people like stacked on top of one another in these little brick houses, basically. Right. Th- those are the lower, um, th- those are the lower income, mm-hmm. you know, like if, if you can't afford an entire, right. right. And there's, in, there's like, so you're like walls. You're, yeah, right. It's like, you're like a, a part of a wall in a library. These it's like, walls. instead of being cremated, your whole body is yeah. slid into a little 
if you don't compartment. Have, if you don't have the money for your standalone, then you, you build a whole wall with bodies. But there's also a bunch the of individual standing ones, little buildings right. also, and then all obviously there's more money. You get these giant oblique obliques obelisks. <laughs> what are the pyramids? Obelisk. Obelisk. Yeah. Okay, so check this out. The downtown ones that we went to yeah. were not taken care of near as as good as the ones that we went the the city the big city one. Yeah, you know that we went to take our wedding pictures in. Yes, that one was all like white marble mm-hmm. and so fancy and so rich, so beautiful. What was the little cre- decrepit one that we were right. supposed to go that's to? That's what I was about Settler's to talk. Settlers Rest or something. That was wait. That's from Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing my cowboy game too much. <laughs> There's, there's like almost a perfect facsimile of New Orleans in my cowboy game. And I'm just walking around like enjoying enjoying it because it, it really makes me think I'm back yeah. in New Orleans. He's like, babe, babe, this is so nostalgic. Check it out. Um, so, yes. Anyways, um, the ones uh, that are like in the city aren't as well taken care of. And so we did see something that pretty much burned an image into my mind not only an image, but a feeling. And it was like the most intrusive that I ever felt in my entire life. Yeah. And I felt horrible and I felt blissful. Whoa, 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 what happened? What happened? I'm telling you how I feel first so that you can build up the suspension. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like looking around, filming, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, oh, this one has a hole in it. I'm going to look. And so I, you know, step up. And I peer inside, and lo and behold, there's an entire skeleton there. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And then I was like, okay, I had this, like, really sacred moment, you know, where I was, like, apologizing to the person that I totally peeped in on in their afterlife. And I was like, hey, I'm so, I'm sorry. Y'all. Can I take a picture of you? They're, like, little seven-foot-tall brick houses. That you walk up to. No, I'm with you. I'm just. I just want to chime in on this. Like, I, I want to explain that we I weren't, had to step up pretty we far. We yeah. weren't like grave. Right. We weren't doing this on purpose. There was a whole one of these buildings had had the whole roof kind of missing on the side right. of it. And so, out of curiosity, we stepped up to look. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm kind of tall, so I peeked I like, over babe, into babe, the thing, babe. and I was like, "You can see bones inside of this I thing." I mean, I could reach. I could have reached in and like stroked her. Her beautiful skull. Right. And there was hair. Yeah. The only reason why I believe it was a her is because there was a long blonde wig. This grave, I would oh estimate, <laughs> was no less than 100 years old, I would right. say. Um, there's no way it was any more modern than that. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they don't keep these cemeteries up. It's just like these these graves are so old. They're I don't hundreds know, babe. of years I old. I feel like they could have boarded it up. Well, they have hurricanes every other week. Ugh, I don't know. And seagulls. And alligators right. coming and trying to get into the the alligators dig up try to dig up the graves. The alligators get and seven feet up high and try to <sighs> dig into the mausoleum. You can see them; they stand on their tails. They oh. hop. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. It's insane. Okay, so the long and short of that is New Orleans was so great. It was so great. Next stop, Coop. Come on, 
Is it still going? Yeah. It's still recording? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. See, that's all that's all tongue control, guys. Like Babe. I could be an amazing horn player. Listen to this. Jackson. <sighs> you hear that? That's all tongue. That's all tongue. Babe, stop bragging about I your were, tongue skills. If I were some sort of stop it. trumpet, trumpeteer. Let's play the game. Are they called trumpeteers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could do this. okay Okay, so we're newlyweds right we got some questions from the old school newlywed game right and we are going to play the newlywed game now here's how this is going to work this is my favorite thing is doing game show things on our podcast because i feel like i feel like you're gonna hit me no talking now this is the best thing about Doing podcast game shows is because I feel like I would have been a really good game show announcer. Yes, okay. And if you've been listening to our podcast long, there was an entire episode where he went on and on about that. Okay, let me see these. No, me. Oh, yeah, you want to be the game show douche. Yeah, I'm the game show guy. Okay, fine. You do it then. Okay. So. I'm too sweaty to do that. (laughs) It's a little warm in here, but that's okay. (laughs) I'm just going to start reading my answers. Okay, here we go. So. The way the newlywed game works is we have a set of questions that we both answer mm-hmm. separately, and then we come together and uh, we reveal our answers together, and we see if how close our answers were to the other person. So if you've never seen the old newlywed game, your spouse has the day off in an empty house. How does your spouse spend the day? Should I answer first? Now you answer, and you're, uh, the question is, your spouse has the day off in an empty oh house. God. How does your spouse, how do I spend the day? If yes, I, I have, know. Okay, go ahead. Can I answer? Yes. Um, I wrote YouTube rabbit holes, Gatorade, <laughs> and Pringles. <laughs> yes. I love YouTube. I love learning about useless things on YouTube. Guys, it's... He, Comic book theories. He is a, <laughs> a living ball of a plethora of useless knowledge. <laughs> you dive into that well and you're never coming back out. My brain doesn't hold on to knowledge unless it's kind of useless. But then it's like... It holds on to all knowledge then. This actor's Wait. name <laughs> from an old movie. Okay. No. Now you answer. Okay. So if, if you What have, do I do? You have the day off in an empty house. Right. How are you going to spend the day? Mm-hmm. I put cleaning in Netflix. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a very tidy person. Yes. And it is actually a huge stress reliever for me. You like cleaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, is, I don't like it. You love it. So I let but you I like it. having a clean house. I let, I let her <laughs> do all the cleaning nice. because wow. she just loves it so much. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it makes her so happy. Don't worry about her. She's you. fine. <laughs> Guys, don't worry about her. All right. So the next question. Oh, my God. Who is handier? You are. Really? I put you. Aww. You're way handier, dude. You just jump into projects and you're and you know how to do it. Well, I was thinking about I almost put me, but then I was like, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of electronic shit that I would rather you take care of because you're, you know, more well versed in that. Well, so we all have our we both have our But I guess when it comes to like hanging shelves and stuff, like yeah, I I enjoy doing that. I don't know if I'm good at it because a lot of the stuff that happened in our house that's damaging our walls and ceilings is because of me. Well, like <laughs> hanging up curtain rods. It's not like that. it's hard, but like you you just like lickety split. You know what right, you do, man. you do it, you're boom, right. boom 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 boom. So you know what? I think we're both handy. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Excuse me. Handy. <laughs> okay. Your your spouse Takes your hand and pulls you to the dance floor. They say, 
that the DJ is playing your song. What song is it? Okay. So this would be my song. I put, um, first of all, this would never happen unless it was Wake Up by Coheed. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, see, I assume that you were, it was talking about like, you're going to pull me to the dance floor because they're playing a song that I like. But that's more my personality. Yeah. And so I figured you would say Elton, Elton John. If they were playing an Elton John oh, song, yeah, you would be like. I'd be like, come on, let's dance. They're playing one of your eight songs that you play every <laughs> right. week. Oh, that sounds soulless. <laughs> what is the weirdest birthday gift your spouse has ever given you? What is the weirdest thing I've ever given you? Babe, I honestly had a really hard time with this one because you don't give weird gifts. You give really thoughtful gifts. But if I had to say the weirdest one, it would be a pair of new work shoes because I have a really hard time wearing work shoes anywhere else other than work. But I wore them today. Yay! Because I got of this you question. Chucks. I know they're all black chucks, guys. They're so cool. I so it's not a weird gift. I don't know. No, I well, you know, you're it's a, a little cancer. Weird. You give thoughtful gifts. It's a little weird. That was. But I needed them. That was about as last minute as I've ever been oh with giving you a God. gift because I don't say that. No, I had like four things lined up and none of them worked out, and so oh. I was at the end of my rope. And then I'm like, chucks. Okay. Okay. So, well, but what was yours? And I wouldn't say this was a weird one, but I mean, I guess I was thinking of weird as an unusual. Oh my God, what? Supergirl costume. Oh yeah. That yeah. was for me though. You dressed up, <laughs> dressed she dressed up, up like, like Supergirl. Supergirl for me for my birthday and it was amazing. She's so beautiful. It's so hot. Okay. Anyway. So there was, okay. Go ahead. There was a, we took pictures of, it was the same year that I got you that um, little wood thing, stand thing for all of your AA chips. Yeah. And um, we took a picture with it and everything because, like, you had a place to put your chips and, like, display them. And it right. was, like, really meaningful. But the little chips that you, you could get see my from... red nylon thigh in the corner of the picture. And your mom was like, What's going on there? <laughs> and I was like, Oh. Oh, yeah. She had the whole, I won't go into detail, but, like, she had a very, very uh, alluring uh, super girl. It was super. It was very alluring. <laughs> okay. So the next. Oh my god! That's a great birthday. Um, what is the one thing that your spouse has that you'd love to get rid of? Your square plates. I have square plates from a previous life that are not shaped like circles. Oh my god! <laughs> so most plates that you get are shaped in, you know in a circular and fashion. You know what? They don't even stack right on top of each other. They don't even stack right. Yeah. Like they are, don't even fit together. They're like restaurant white like plates that you get. Okay, but the bottoms are wonky. Like, like I don't understand. And so your your food can be a work of art. You know, it's like a white canvas. Okay. Uh, Gatorade and Pringles, baby. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you don't like my... I'm um, ditching them as soon as I get more of my fiesta wear. Yeah. Um, okay, so... What about you? What do you want to get rid of that's mine? Um, I just said, because I can't, I like all your stuff. I just said that like maybe some of your clothes, I could get a little drawer space, a little more drawer space. Because I get, I have two drawers in the house and there's like 15 drawers in the house total ish. Anyway, let's go to the next question. God. <laughs> you have no idea how many piles of clothes I just got rid of. Okay. What is your spouse's guilty pleasure? Pump you up songs. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to win this war. Get ready. Let's fight. Oh, yeah. Come on. I'm a military guy and I have big pecs. Hello. Come on. Let's fight. Let's fight. Let's fight. 
V I V I V I V I C T O R Y. V I C T O R Y. That spells victory. I put good Charlotte. I don't know if that's a guilty pleasure for you or not. Yeah, for sure. But like all your old emos. It's a little bit of my, it's my past life, you know? Yeah, but for sure. Into it. Okay, let's see. What is your, what was your worst date? One, two, three. Margaritaville. We had a bad date at Margaritaville because basically we went on vacation to Florida. Okay, no, no, no. First, this was our first vacation that we ever went on together. Yeah. We had been together several months and we were like, let's go to Florida. And it was awesome. It was so great. And I love themed restaurants. I don't know why. You were so excited about getting your cheeseburger in paradise. Yes. But it has to be a vegan cheeseburger. But You're vegan. I looked it up and they did have a veggie burger. They had a veggie burger. And so I was like, okay, we this is really up. cool. Let's go get drunk and eat some freaking veggie burger and onion rings or whatever. We get there and they're like, oh, sorry, the the veggie burger is loaded with cheese. And I was like, I can't do that. And yeah. you were like, just and get I it. Was, to me, I was like, God, we just flew all the way to Florida and we're, we went all the way Hundreds, hundreds of miles for this restaurant. Plus, you were still in drug court. You had to get a special pass to travel. Yeah. I mean, this was a huge it was a whole deal. Thing. And then, so I was just like disappointed for you. And then I was a little frustrated. I was like, please just order the burger so we can have our cheeseburger in paradise. You know, we got in this big fight. Babe, but anyway, I can't eat cheese. I can't. It was a bad. <laughs> so it was it So was really I got pissed off vibes. that he didn't understand. He got pissed off that he didn't think that, you know, it was a huge misunderstanding in the end. In the end. Anyway. Okay. So, so this next one. So, question number nine. When did you realize your spouse was the one? First kiss. I knew it. I was so in love Aww. with you. First time we kissed. I was like, wow, she's the one. Well, I got you beat. Um, it was on the ride to Alabama with the band. I was listening to you talk, and I was just like, oh, my God, this guy is such a bleeding heart, such a beautiful soul. <laughs> And I, I remember looking at, like, your ears really closely, and I was looking at, like, your eyes really closely, and, I mean, I was, like, inspecting you because I was, like, really into you suddenly, and I was like, I think I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I love yeah. you so much. Yeah. Where did our first kiss happen? Um, front doorstep outside. Your house. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I was really yep. embarrassed about it. Well, yeah, it was kind of awkward. Yeah, I was like, okay, bye. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I texted you. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so would you say that I'm more like my mom or Your dad. my dad? My dad? Yeah. Really? I would say you're so much like both of your parents. Um, God, both of your parents have such a great sense of humor. And um, I feel like your mom and dad are a lot like you and I are, you know, yeah. in their couples dynamic. Yeah. Um, your mom, uh, kind of like me with like your dad, he's stubborn. Okay. You're very stubborn. And I feel like, um, when you guys are together, it's hard to tell you apart. Yeah. You guys sit (laughs) the same, you talk the same, you have the same mannerisms. You guys both, I mean, you, you carry so much. I feel like my dad a lot. Right. Like I just feel like him. I get it. (laughs) Even when it comes down to like the physical things, like, um, you know, when you guys are both smoking a cigarette, you smoke the same way. I mean, you guys are just like your, your, your dad. Well, that's interesting. It's funny how, like, from my perspective, I feel like 
obviously there's parts of my personality that are him mm -hmm. and there's other parts of my personality that are her. Definitely. She's, she's got more of the emotional connection with people. Definitely. And, um, dad's more like a traditional manly, like man's mm -hmm. man who isn't man, real, like but emotional. He's so tender too. Yeah. He's like, got a you, great you heart. So he's just like, I've never seen him cry, uh, the, which is weird to never, I've never seen a person cry in their entire life. Like that's yeah. crazy. And I cry at least four times a day. So we're not, we're not <laughs> exactly <true>. the same. <laughs> okay. So I answered and I said that both, because I see it so much with both, but if I had to pick, maybe your dad. Really? You've got a little bit more of your dad's personality. Mm -hmm. He's, he's a little, I mean, I love your mom to death, yeah. but your dad's a little bit more like p funny, kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, he's definitely willing to be the butt of the joke yeah. to make people laugh. Whereas your mom is more like refined and, and graceful. Your dad mm -hmm. is more like goofy, yeah. like a physical party let's, guy. Let's try to do a backflip to make everybody laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> you got a great sense of humor from your family. And I'm, I, there's so many probably people you can attribute that to. But your yeah. dad is probably the first one who yeah. has – he's a funny, funny guy. And has always got a smile on his face, a uh, big, big, you know, big, happy smile. Your dad's such a nice guy. You know, I was wondering how you're going to answer this question. I think you answered it really well. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, I miss my parents now. <laughs> I miss you. Okay, what's next? What's next? Um, Love you, mom and dad. This is kind of like the first question. If your spouse had five extra hours to spend in their day, what would they do? You know what's funny? Same exact answer. Yeah. YouTube rabbit holes, Gatorade, and Pringles. Clean. Yeah. <laughs> I said you would clean. Okay. Oh, um, it's just true. I know. Okay. Does your spouse keep a diary or a journal? Not anymore. I said sometimes because I see you write sometimes. I try. Yeah. yeah. I kind of force myself. There's something about being lonely Yeah. that has always brought me to a journal. Me too. Not lonely. Yeah, you feel like no one understands you or, right. or, or you can't connect with anyone, like, so you just have to write it down. Right. To almost be my own friend, I don't feel like I have to really dissect myself that much anymore. Yeah. For years, for years, I kept a poetry journal, which was the closest thing I've ever kept to a journal, which is just like every now and then I'd write a poem. And as I collected them, I looked back on them and I realized these were kind of like a journal entry mm -hmm. because it was I was writing about whatever was going on at the time. I've read them all. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, so if if I had to choose a way to to journal, it would be through um, poetry, poetry, and that's probably what leads to songwriting because so songs are just a big journal entry, aren't they? Yeah, that's probably why I don't write as much poetry anymore either, because like I've always said, there's there's inspiration in suffering. Yeah, and as much as I you know suffer with like the day to day, it's not like a deep. Like Edgar Allan Poe suffering, like I have had in the past. Right. Yeah, I don't know if suffering necessarily leads to creativity. <laughs> oh man, it does for me. But I mean, because I think it's that's always a little in my bit lowest, of like, babe. I'm sorry, but it's always in my fallacy. lowest points that I put out the most art. Yeah. I don't know personally. Yeah. That's when I put out the most art. Maybe it's because you feel so misunderstood when you're so low, and you just want someone to hear you out. Yeah. Right. Or Not like you, I said, but like everyone. Well, like I said earlier, like it's almost a way to dissect yourself yeah. to be like. Why do I feel this way? For sure. Anyway. Something and, and something about putting something on paper right. helps you get it out of your head. Yeah. Um I yeah, miss totally. therapy. Um, what's something that always makes your spouse laugh? Me. Yes. You were so funny, <laughs> babe. You're so funny. Um uh, my parents had said this when we were staying uh, with them for a little while. 
they were like, wow, we always hear you guys laughing yeah. back there constantly. Yep. And like, I had to really think about that. And that, that really sticks with me as one of the things. Me too. That I think I'm that's the greatest compliment. Relationship. Yeah. Because I've spent so many years in, in sad, awful relationships with no humor and no love and no happiness. And like, like to be with somebody finally who just makes you laugh all the time. And, and like, you know, my parent, my, my folks could see that there was just joy in this relationship. Uh, what makes Casey laugh every single time? I'm crying. Sausage. <laughs> Sausage. Yeah, I just proved my point, and I knew that when I wrote this down, that when we were doing the podcast, it was gonna, it was gonna slay. Like I just absolutely destroyed. Sausage. Sausage. Like a little, little sausage. <laughs> There's a scene in Ollie's Sunny when when Dee has is she's about to throw up because she's nervous <laughs> and she tells the guy that it was just a little sausage. She had she had a little sausage and she says it like gagging a little bit. It is comedy gold. Okay, but it's not unless you watch it. So can you guys please watch that? <laughs> yeah, that's the one where Dee. I'm pretend, giving you homework right yeah, now. Where Dee gets famous as a comedian and then yeah. Anyway, it's great. Okay. The gang broke D. Just watch it. If your spouse, that's Casey. Eric Wareheim. If your spouse had to choose an actor to play themselves in a movie, who would they choose? Eric Wareheim. I have an Eric Wareheim vibe, especially when I wear my glasses. And um, I think he has a Jackson Gibson vibe. Yeah, I've, I'm proud of that. I love Eric. I love Tim and Eric. They I are too. so funny. I've actually for developed years. a little bit of admiration for him because he is... Um, Reminiscent like of you. <laughs> he's got those new glasses with the clear. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, he's got those new glasses with the clear frames, which I want to get a pair of. So maybe we'll be, we'll look even better. We'll even closer to one another, me and Eric. Let's do it. That'd be so cool. Let's do it. So I chose for you, Lisa Bonet. Oh, what? She's, she's too, so hot. She's too old now. She's like my age. But like if she when she were younger, she you guys um, have a oh. very similar like but obviously you both have dreads. But like she is she's so just beautiful hot. and like you guys are beautiful in the same way. You the know? Cosby show and I was like, she's one of my first crushes. Mm-hmm. Besides Lola Bunny. <laughs> she's so cool. She's so cool. And she's always seemed to make like really cool choices as right. an actor. Artistically, like I love her in um babe, thank you. High Fidelity. Oh my God. Um is one of my favorite flicks. I love High Fidelity. And she's so good in wow, that. Wow, I am. I feel so hot right now. Yeah. So <laughs> imagine Lisa Bonet from the Cosby show marrying Eric Wareheim from from Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Great job. I can job. see it. And you'll understand what we look like yeah. if you haven't seen a picture of I us. I could see that. That's kind of hot. Um okay so I would buy that celebrity tape. We got a few, only a few more to get through. Um, is your spouse a pessimist, an optimist, or a realist? I would say you're an optimist. Yeah, Even you're right. when you have your down days, I would say you always like. I mean, yes, everyone can say the negative thing from now and now and then, but like, babe, you see the good in every situation. Lately, since I've been, been in recovery and I've been through that whole thing, I've definitely become an optimist. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't really. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is, maybe that's too much of a blanket statement, but in my opinion, you can't really be too hard into recovery without being an optimist. Because right. what are you what are you going to get your life together for right. if you don't have anything to live for? If you don't see the value in everyday things that are like I, that's why I'm an optimist. Mm-hmm. I love just the normal things in life that that were almost taken away from me, you know? I went through a period where I had 
I had ruined every relationship in my life and I had ruined everything about my life. And all I wanted was, was to, to not be in that place. You know what I mean? And so, um, I just think that to, to be, to, to have something to live for makes you an optimist. You have to look at the bright side of things because honestly, all we know is that we're here for a short time, you know, with different people believe different things about coming back or not coming back. But the only thing we know for sure is that we're here for a short time. So you have nothing to lose by being an optimist. You have everything to lose by being a pessimist. That's right. You have everything to lose. Plus, um, I mean, you're a believer in the power of the mind and manifestation. And yes. what's the point of being a pessimist if you're going to always be thinking about the worst possible yeah. situation? You're never going to manifest good things right. for yourself if you're constantly looking at things in a negative light. What about me? Um, I took, I put you as an optimist because right. you definitely have dark periods, but you're, you're, you're over the years. I can see that you're just, you're the, you're sometimes the one optimist. I thank you. Thank you. Because you know what? I've always thought of myself in a cold, bare naked way as a positive person. I agree. And you know what? Um, it approaches what the two years since I went to jail. You know what every single one of those girls said in there when I was in there for 72 hours? How are you so calm and positive? Yeah. And I was like, I have no choice, guys. Yeah. I will go crazy if I'm not thinking about the good things. It's heartbreaking encountering people who you realize don't have all the blessings that you have. And they don't have as much to... to Live wow, for babe, you. this should be a whole podcast on its own. It's, be, it's philosophy. It's, the philosophy behind being an optimist or a pessimist, like that is a whole podcast on its own. That's why gratefulness is so important. That's babe. why writing down yes, things that you're sir. grateful for every That's single right. day. Because you don't realize, we take things for granted. Mm-hmm. You go to um, jail for a couple of days, or if you are living and you're homeless for a little while mm-hmm. or something, then you start to realize all these little things that we take for right. granted. Your you own shower, your own pajamas. coffee for granted. Yeah, <laughs> you t- right. The littlest things, wearing shoes. That's right, um, man. You know, having a warm, comfortable place to sleep. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Opening a door up, that locks. Opening up your refrigerator and right. having something to eat. It's right. just like these, these a are... A toilet s- to clean. Toilets. I actually missed that. I actually thing. missed that. Without um, getting too preachy, let's move on. We are optimists, clearly. Yeah. And if, you, if you're not, then I'm sorry for the yeah. last 10 minutes. Yeah. My bad. Not really, though. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is a good one. This is a good one. Who spends the most money on personal items? You. Really? Yeah. Really? Hands down. Okay. Okay, mind you guys, we don't share a bank account, so I don't think either of us really knows. I answered the same way. I put me, but it's close. I think it's probably close. It's close. I think... Casey's thing is online shopping. Yes. And she, you know, is not like a crazy person or anything. But when, it comes when to is that. the last time I bought something for myself other than vitamins or my Halloween costume? Things that are kind of, you know, like you bought a Halloween costume. You know what I mean? Some piercing or earplug, probably. But that hasn't been a while. <laughs> anyway, we both we both spend on our, you know, we right. both spend on ourselves. And like I said, we don't share a bank account. And that is actually something that I suggest for couples that maybe argue over money because it's worked for us so far. Granted, we're still newlyweds. Um, I think that trusting your partner is so good, especially when they're making their own damn money. Very important. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, not to, not to get too personal, but like we just sort of contribute to the bills from our own right. things and we're good. Right. 
As um, long as you can support your half, I've got my half, and then we help each other along the way without asking questions, whatever. But I would rather not know what you're spending your hard-earned money on. It's pretty boring. Yeah. Um, it's like... It's okay. Let's way, not talk about way it. Way too many cigarettes. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Smokes. Uh, okay. Uh, what would your spouse say are your worst and your best personality characteristics? I think that you would probably mention my passive aggr- my passive aggression. Okay. Um, like when I want you to do something, how I have a really hard time coming right out and asking you to do it. Um, instead I'll just kind of do it myself, but angrily. And I think my best is maybe how passionate I get about things. I make things happen. I would absolutely say that. Um, for me, I put like my worst would be like laziness. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm an incredibly sedimentary person if I don't, um, you know, get motivated in the right way. (laughs) Just, uh, yeah, I probably have, like, <laughs> I probably spent uh, a lot of my life. Insert bong noise. <laughs> being um, taken care of too much. Just kidding. And then uh, really. my probably my best quality on your, uh, that you would think would probably be, like, something like my, um, my romance, like, I'm romantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a romantic. Well, that's why I said passion. Person. Yeah. So, because yeah. I was trying to, you know, PG-13. Okay, so this next set of questions we may or may not use, so you may not be hearing this right now. Right. But this next set of questions is uh, more like frisky, and like, and back in the seventies, they would have said, "Let's talk about making whoopee." Woohoo! Mm. Hey, if they could do it in the seventies, we can do it in our, you know, twenty twenty one podcast. Later, right? Yeah, fifty years later. Sorry, parents, you might not want to listen. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. <laughs> you already know all this information. <laughs> Okay, question number one. How does your partner tell you that they're in the mood? He drags me to the bedroom. <laughs> That's great. Kind of true. Because <laughs> she's great. Okay, so uh, I put... she's great. Here's, I'll put a word. I'll, I'll tell you verbatim what I wrote. Rubbing their butt on me. <laughs> yes. Casey's I'm in the mood is like backing up on me yep. and then like arching her back and kind of just rubbing her butt against Game. me. <laughs> like, hi. Like kind of like I figure a cat or like a rabbit might do or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Who's better in bed? You. You. What? You. You're amazing. Hey, bro. You're a freaking dynamo. All right. Um, we both win. <laughs> What song would best describe your spouse in the bedroom? Um, God, I wish everyone was a typo fan so they would understand this. I wish I could read the lyrics, but it's definitely rated R. Be My Druidus by Typo Negative. Ooh, it's a sexy, it. sexy song. Just Typo it. Negative. Okay. For you, I put Super Freak by Rick James. Oh, nice. <laughs> so for songs, you for me, you chose uh, Typo Negative. Be My Druidus. Be My Druidus. Mm-hmm. Is that the one that's like, be my... How's it go? Oh, man. Wait a minute. Is that be my Judas? No. But what? No. Yeah, that would be hot. But be my Judas. (laughs) Judas. I thought it was Judas you were saying there. No. um, But it's the very end of the song. Be my Judas. Oh, I want to read the lyrics so bad. But that's not okay. Anyway. And for you, I chose Super Freak by Rick James. She's super freaking. Ow. (laughs) She's a very, very special girl. The time you don't... The, what? the when you won't take home to mama. mama. Yeah. <laughs> Although I brought her home instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Who's giving the massage, Casey? You, always with my feet. Me. Always. <laughs> it's okay. Mm-hmm. Because I'm the one that needs the, the foot stimulus. You like the foot rubbing. Thank you. Who doesn't like foot rubbing? Oh, gosh. I'm sorry, baby. Super ticklish you... people? Okay, so... Next question. If you're going in for a hug, where do your hands normally go first? His titties. <laughs> My boobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I love when you hug all of me with, like, my arms folded up and everything, too. And so, like, yeah. I immediately just grab your chest. Yeah. And then I'm, like, you know, ear against your heart. And I'm just, like, all enveloped in you. It's you know, so comforting. I'm not afraid to put this out into podcast land. But, you know, I have a prominent uh, chest. I've, I've probably, like, a... 42 inch chest or something like yeah, that barrel chested it's baby kind of, you've got it, a big round rib cage it's strong it's stronger than my arms that's yeah. for sure but like it it definitely leads to, to having a big sort of a keg down here no and then, i, I and didn't then, mean that i just meant like you know i i don't know yeah i like it plus you have permanent I have these, tho i have these nips <laughs> that are always hard they never ever get soft permanently they never get soft yep. it's crazy like shoot laser beams laser beams i could cut glass with these bad yes, boys yes he could okay this is the worst and dumbest question of the entire lot are Wait, you ready but you didn't say where your hands go when you hug me oh i forgot my bad okay uh my hands go under your dreads yeah so that i'm not pulling your hair Aww. and then onto your lower back yeah that's right yeah because she's got very long hair, guys. It goes all the way down to her butt. I actually recently just cut a foot off of them. That was crazy. A whole foot. That was crazy. There's a super moving video that I posted on my Instagram. Yeah. And you can see Jack come into the room and kind of lean against the door jam and just grasp his heart. Shed a tear or two. It was so beautiful. So beautiful. Yes. You can see how much he loves me and how much he knows that that meant to me. But anyway... Oh my gosh, I think we did it. Yes, we did. High five. Number one for getting married. Congratulations. High five for New Orleans. Nola. Ow, your rings hurt. I'm sorry, you're wearing some too. And high five for slow and powerful. Oh. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And for being an optimist and sausage. Yeah. Sausage. <laughs> It's been great catching up with you guys. Um, happy Halloween next week yes. uh, is going to be Halloween. We're going to tell you all about what we ended up doing and what our costumes were. Yeah, come see us at Kingfish, guys. I'll be there. It's going to be super fun. On the 30th. I hear there's a big Shrek party afterwards that everyone yeah. everyone's invited <laughs> everyone's to. Everyone's invited to. All of, all of the listening audience. Um, <laughs> it's at it's Colton's house? Chances. Chances house. It's yeah. a Chances house in Fayetteville. So yeah, if you know yeah, Chance, yeah. just go to his house yeah. on... <laughs> October 30th in this Shrek. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Chance, we love you, buddy. Sorry. Sorry, bud. <laughs> this party's going to be an epic blowout. Yeah. There's going to be Shrek people from miles around. Shrek people. But, uh, <laughs> no, come on out to Kingfish on um, the 30th and check out uh, the Bad Jackson's full yes, band. It's going to be guys. amazing. We, we were having a lot of fun getting ready for that. We got some unbelievable musicians and uh kenny is just as nervous as can be about it for this some is reason the first time that bad jackson's been with a full band since i have been with him which a is long, over three years now long time we don't get a whole lot of these so we're excited about it yeah man but uh all right well happy halloween guys welcome back we're we had a great time talking with you happy halloween and blessed salon and everybody yes. enjoy their fall and their pumpkin carving and we love you guys it's super good to be back and we're really looking forward to the next time absolutely see you later guys bye guys Bye. 
All music and lyrics by Jackson Gibson, performed and sung by Jackson and Casey. You have been listening to The Experiment. Follow us on Instagram at the underscore experiment underscore podcast for updates and stay tuned. Thanks for listening.